Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, the media director here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to crush it in your business. And the way that we like to do that is to just answer the questions that you have for us. So rather than us guessing at what you want to hear about, we just listen to you. And so if you got a question, hit us up, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel and podcast. You can join our referral network for all those people leaving California. You can join our Facebook group where we share a lot of insider stuff and also our email list where we do the same. And you can get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course and learn everything Brian and I have learned about shooting videos and getting millions of views over the years um, in a nice little package that you can watch at your leisure. Leisure. Go to thewhistleway.com. If you enjoy the show today, if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure to subscribe and write us a quick review on there. And if you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying the show, and also hit the subscribe button with the little notification bell so you get updated of future episodes of the show. All right, Brian, what do we got today? I want to give a blueprint today. I want to give a roadmap today. Uh, now that we're coming towards the end of conference season, now that in some places, a lot of places, uh, COVID restrictions have been much more relaxed. Um, now we're getting back to doing things that we used to do. We've already done a bunch of open houses. Now we're planning our next client appreciation event, which we call our friends and family event um, in December. I want you to explain kind of the, the mindset be t behind client appreciation events, friends and family events, and um, step by step, what should we do to promote them? We do this at what time, then we do this, then we do this, then we follow up with this. Give the blueprint For in sure. 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> so first and foremost, uh, you, you'll see Brian was catching himself in between two different names there. And so... Um, internally, we refer to these as client appreciation events because that's what they are, is we want to appreciate our clients. Um, externally, these are friends and family events. And the reason for that is if you send me something and it, you know, if, if I bought a home through you and now I get something and it's like client appreciation event, like you literally just called me a client. Like does, who wants to be called a client? Like once the transaction's done, I want to continue that relationship and I want somebody to think of me as their friend. And I also want them to think a part of them as a part of the Whistle family. Like that's what I want for somebody. So that's the term I'm gonna use because that's what I want you to feel. And the, the words that I say can make you feel a certain kind of way. And the way I want you to feel is like you're my friend or you're part of my family, not that you're just a client. Because maybe you started as a client, but I want you to become a friend because friends refer friends, um, family refers family. But do consumers refer clients like I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, I, I, if you feel like I'm your friend, you're more likely to refer me. If absolutely. you feel like I'm your family, you're more likely to refer me. So we just made a subtle word change a few years ago externally and refer to them as friends and family events. So I think that is just an important distinction because that's what it should feel like for them too. They should feel like they're coming and they're part of your family and, and other people that are a part of the family. And um, we want to give that vibe um, because that's what people want to be a part of. Absolutely. Cool. So yeah, as far as planning events, um, we've done probably 30 events over the years. We've done a variety of different things. Um, the one, we've done two different events in fourth quarter. Uh, last year was a COVID affected year. And so we weren't able to get together in person with people. So we did something that I've heard about a lot of other people doing successfully. And that felt like it was pretty successful, especially for our first year was a pie giveaway. Um, this is something you do Thanksgiving week. 
you give out the pies typically on like Tuesday and Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving. Um, and people come to your office or whatever location you set and pick up a pie from you and take it to their Thanksgiving, you know, meal with their friends and family. And, um, and they're stoked about it. Now, the, the great thing is you like bake a business card into the middle of the pie so that when they, way they cut it open, what the hell is this? They win yeah. the prize. Or you like get a thing <laughs> with your face on top of the pie. Like, they can do that on cakes. They got to uh. be able to do it on a pie. Right? <laughs> they open the pie box and it's just like, here I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, I've always thought it's like the weirdest thing that somebody will like get in the car and drive to your office to like pick up a pie that cost you $10. But guess what? They're not coming to pick up the fucking pie that's $10. They can get that from the grocery store. They're coming to hang out with you. Yep. Like, that's what I realized, especially last year. There were people who came to pick up their pie during this, like, three-hour window, and they stayed for the full three hours. Like, people were coming to hang out. They were coming because they feel that they have a relationship with you. Um, It's a magical thing. Um, So that's one way to do it. We're going back to our traditional this year now that we're open back up here. Um, and we're doing a holiday party. And so we used to call this like our photos with Santa party or our uh, Christmas party. Like now, depending on where you're at, maybe maybe that flies where you are, but we're in San Diego, which is very diverse and very multicultural. And if I call you and tell you, hey, come to our Christmas party and you're not Christian, maybe you're not going to come. If I tell you come to our photos with Santa party and you don't have kids or you're Christian, you might not come to that. So um, we shifted the name. We just call it our holiday party, um, which everybody's cool with the holiday party. Because whatever religion you are, there's some holiday um, or just something in general that you're going to celebrate. December um, party. Yeah. Uh, with or maybe you stuff. just like to party. Um, <laughs> now, do we have Christmas tree there? Yeah. Do we have Santa there? Yeah. Do we take photos? Yeah. Um, do kids decorate Christmas ornaments? Yeah. But I'm not going to call it that because that's actually going to hurt my attendance by using that term. So we just call it a holiday party, and we just let people you know, it'll be super fun. We, you know, we'll have Santa there. We'll be shooting photos. We'll have arts and crafts for the kids. We'll have food. We'll have drinks. Uh, we'll do a little raffle. Come out. It'll be a great time. Like, that's what I'm describing it as. So I'm trying to hit everything, right? Like, if you don't have kids, you don't feel weird because there's food and there's drinks. And if you have kids and you're Christian, you're like, this is great. They're gonna be, there's going to be activities, and there's going to be photos with Santa. And then if you have kids, you need the alcohol. Um, so, you know, there's, there's something for everybody there. So just a subtle shift. Um, we do ours, we run out a golf course, um, banquet center and we set it up there and we get a Santa to come. And, um, obviously we have a couple decent photographers around here. So these guys set up and shoot some photos. We get some videos. Tom <laughs> shook his head. No, immediately. No, <laughs> Tom, that was cause I said decent. Um, that, that's what he was saying. No, oh, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, guy? <laughs> Yeah, and so that's the event, and we get people to come out. Um, we encourage them to bring donations. We'll partner with different charities, and we raffle off like gift cards, and um, and more than anything, we just hang out with our clients and have fun. Make sure they get pictures taken. Make sure the kids go home with something, um, and it just becomes a super fun event. So What's we found we'd like to do it at the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. So we always aim for the first weekend of December. We've tried all kinds of different days. We found Sunday night works best also save a little money on the venue too on sunday nights um but we found sunday night is hands down been the best uh night for us and so the goal is to get it done at the beginning of the month so if they do get photos with santa they now have photos they can use on christmas cards and on social media and stuff like that um so that's when the event happens the planning for it well before we do that what does attendance usually look like for our event um 
I mean, it's so relative. Who knows this year? Because uh, we've grown so much. But we typically, that's our most attended event by a mile. In previous years, we've had like two to 300 people show up. Um, this year will probably be, Heather, 500 plus uh, people show up. So, uh, <laughs> so we actually have a uh, event planner on our team now, which is super cool. So to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. Um, the biggest thing is you got to book a venue. So if you're listening to this right now, you need to book a venue. And booking venues is really hard right now because everybody's trying to get married that didn't get married for the last year and a half and everybody's trying to squeeze them in. So get a venue. But in all honesty, the first year we did this, we just did it at our office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could do this at your house, you know, depending on if you're solo or you're on a team or in a brokerage. Like, I would not be opposed. If I was a solo agent, I would do it at my house. Or like a community park even? You could do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't be intimidated. You have to rent out a venue. We're just, we're, you know, 60-agent team now, so um, we need a venue. We don't have enough space in our office to do it. Um, so as far as the planning and stuff, the, the key elements to it is we like to get actual mailed invitations out to everybody about a month before the event. Um, what we found, if you're solo, you don't have to worry about this, but if you're running a team or a brokerage, um, you really want to get your agents to send out invitations. If you leave it up to them to do it, it's just not going to happen. So we've just realized let's take it on ourselves and we'll take care of getting invitations out to the agents and we just charge them like a buck a piece, um, which I don't even think we make money. We probably lose money on that, but at least they go out. Um, and I learned if I tell my agents, hey, send me a list of your past clients by this date and we'll send them for you. That doesn't work nearly as well as we're going to send them to all of your past clients by this date unless you opt out. Um, we get way better response by uh, opt out versus an opt in. So we just let them know, hey, if you don't let us know by this date, we're going to just send invitations for you because um, I don't want to rely on you to do it. So um, we do a mailed invitation first. Then we follow it up with an email invitation second. Um, the mailed invitation goes out about three to four weeks before the event. Um, and then you want to have an email invitation hit right around that same time. Um, so if the mailed one goes out three to four weeks before, then the emailed one goes out like two to three weeks before. You obviously, it takes a little time to get the mail there. Um, and once both of those have hit, that's when you start calling um, people. Yes, you actually got to like pick up the phone and call people, not just text them. Um, but now when you make that call, it's a lot easier of a call because now you're just calling and say, hey, I want to make sure you got the invite to the holiday party. Boom, give them the whole spiel. Um, and if they say like, oh, yeah, I'll make it, RSVP them yourself. Don't tell them like, oh, cool, well, go to the website and RSVP yourself. Like they're going to forget. Hey, oh, cool, cool. Is it the whole family's going to come, the four of you guys? All right, awesome. I got you down. Um, I'll make sure I get a ticket sent out to you so you have the location and time and everything. And then here's what you do. You're a realtor. Sell. Go into your Ford script, F-O-R-D, Family Occupation Recreation Dreams, Ford. Hey, how's the family? How's the kids? Oh, how's work, right? Oh, you guys been doing any fun trips lately? What, you know, what are you guys excited about? What do you got coming up? Like, it's just the basic Ford script. Um, obviously, have a very genuine conversation with people. But if you don't know what to say to somebody, like, invite them to the party and then go into a Ford script. Very simple. Um, and you'll be surprised at the conversations you have. People are like, oh, I was meaning to call. You were actually thinking about moving to, you know, Austin. Great. Well, let's talk about that. Topeka. Topeka, Kansas. That's Brian's new hotspot. I got to make sure um, it's in Kansas. <laughs> we're we're, we're Somebody's going to correct us, if not. Um, so you get the mailed invitation followed by the emailed invitation. And then you start with calls. We call it CTE. You call them, you text them, you email them. Um, so now you got to actually follow up with each person individually. Um, now, depending on your size, you know, I'm at a point where I've gotten 
thousands of past clients. Um, so at this point, I break my list down into my A's, B's, and C's, and I'll hit my A's, and I'll let my ISA team hit my B's and C's. Um, but my A's are the people who've done business with me, have referred me, or extremely likely to refer me. Those are my A's. Um, and then my B's and C's are the, are the others, and I'll have my team follow up with all of those for me. Um, you're calling, you're texting, you're emailing. They need a lot of reminders. You're going to find that the majority of your RSVPs are going to respond the day before or the day of. Some of them will respond in the parking lot before they walk in the door. Which makes um, it hard to plan. It's, Heather, it's a that bitch sucks to plan. <laughs> it's, it's totally a bitch to plan because you're like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to come. Like, don't freak out. Understand people need a lot of reminders, especially during the holidays. There's a lot of events going on. Um, so in the days leading up to it, there's got to be reminders, right? Like if your event's on a Sunday, you should have a reminder go out on Friday. You should have a, a reminder go out on Saturday. And then Sunday, you should have a reminder for the people who RSVP'd to remind them that they RSVP'd because they probably forgot they RSVP'd and remind them, hey, just a heads up, look forward to seeing you tonight. Here's the location, events from this time to this time. They need all those extra reminders. Okay, then you have the event, blah, yep. blah, blah, goes off without a hitch. Yeah. Any follow-up on the back end? Um, if you can, so a couple other little things. Some of our agents have done this where they'll actually uh, make special little gift baskets for their clients. So if they, you know, if people RSVP in time, they have special little gift baskets in addition to, um, you know, just coming to the event. So they'll have special, some little, you know, our agents, some of them have five past clients that'll show up or 10. So they'll get like five little gift baskets and give those as like an extra little, thanks for coming, happy holidays um, kind of thing, which I think is cool. Um, so that is a great thing. And then if you can, like if you had five clients, if you have five clients come, send five video messages the day after. And just like, hey, it was so great to see you. Awesome to hear little Mikey got his first goal, you know, in his hockey game this weekend. That's awesome. I, I'm really excited about everything you guys got going on. Have fun on your trip to Park City. Like, shoot them those video messages after one by one. Those one-to-one -one messages are so valuable. Um, I would just do that. And then if there was anything they told you, you're following up on it, right? If so, they were like, oh, we're thinking about selling. Or you got to talk to me about my friend Billy. Like, you're having that in that follow-up conversation. And then we also email everyone that attends um, with a link to the photos to download for the photos for Santa. Yeah, so I think we found trying to email people their individual photos is a bitch, especially if you get up to like 100 plus people. Um, so we just put them all in a Dropbox link and we send everybody the link the next day and they can go find their photo. Yep. Cool. Does that work? I think that's a pretty... I actually took, list, uh, I took notes because uh, we have to do all this uh, starting... Probably November 1st. Yeah. Good yeah. idea. <laughs> Good idea. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of that. If you enjoyed the show, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the thumbs up button and then the notification uh, button with the little bell. Also, if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a review on there and get subscribed. If you got a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com and ask questions, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, Facebook group, and email newsletter, and get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind video course and learn everything Brian and I have learned about video in the last seven years so you can go out there and dominate your market with video. Yep. The way we like to wrap the show up is with our widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian? My widget is a uh, addendum or a correction from a couple weeks ago. Uh, I talked about we were getting ready to go to the Tom Ferry Summit, and I was getting ready to use Evernote to be able to take notes and then sync between all my devices. Um, Shortly thereafter, or about that time, I also found out that it cost money and I wasn't looking for a new subscription. So uh, Tom actually referred me to this tool and it's 
by Microsoft, and it's called OneNote, uh, built out very similarly. Um, I was able to have it on my iPad, my iPhone, and my computer, and so it syncs all together. Um, so it's just a really great way to kind of organize and take notes, and it was free. So uh, Microsoft OneNote. Cool. What was the one that I was going to use? Oh, something you were pissed about because it wasn't working, or um, you say you are pissed about it. I am pissed about a lot of things today. <laughs> rant about it. Too much time. Yeah. Okay. I cut well, you off on your. I'm gonna go to a, a backup one. Um, <laughs> being somebody had a back. I had this is the one I was gonna do, and then you guys had me change. Um, EVs, electric vehicles, are pretty popular. And if you're out and about showing properties, sometimes you run out of electricity, and you need to figure out where to go to charge. And if you're on a Tesla, your Tesla tells you where all the Tesla chargers are, but it doesn't tell you where all the chargers are. Um, so I found an app that's really good for finding all of the electric vehicle charging stations. Um, it's all crowdsourced. It's like a Wikipedia for charging stations called PlugShare. And it makes it really easy to find out where the charging stations, what kind of plugs do they have, what speed are they, where are they at in the parking garage or in the parking lot. Um, super, super helpful. So if you drive an EV, uh, you need to have the PlugShare app on your phone. I'm surprised something like Waze doesn't have that. Maybe they'll... they'll Plug share will get bought by yeah, Google that sounds right. and or Apple Maps at some point. But it, it's, it's smart. It's very crowds. And people yeah. even take like photos too. So they're like, hey, here's where it looks like where it's at. Because sometimes you pull in these parking lots, you're like, okay, I know there's a charger here. And you drive around the parking lot for like 20 minutes. And As you run out of battery. Like, Shit. <laughs> so it actually makes it really easy to find where you need to go to get some electricity. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Wave Podcast. See you next week.